thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. This week's sermon is from the Midweek Advent Service and is called The Song of Zechariah. It's based on Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 79. It was preached by Pastor Mike Hamill. Well, as we are considering Zechariah's song tonight, we have to take some time to consider Zechariah, to consider what it was that he went through, what it was that he was experiencing. And what we know about Zechariah from the Bible may not really be a lot. We know that his, his family, he was from that Levitical family, from the tribe of Aaron, the, the Levites. These were the people that were uh, supposed to help with the worship of God. They were supposed to help with all the things of the temple. So Zechariah grew up as a Levite, as a priest. And as a priest, he, he kind of was like a mediator for the people. A priest in those days was one that would stand between God and the people. They would help with the sacrifices that God had commanded. And as they received those sacrifices and give them to the Lord, they would then turn to the people and speak those words of forgiveness. That as the people have faith in God, so God speaks that restoring word to them. We know that Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth were without a child. They didn't have any heirs. They didn't have any family. They wanted a child. Who wouldn't want a child? But it just wasn't happening for them. So probably all of his life, Zachariah kind of carried this with him. It was sort of that, that unresolved part of life that in the back of your head you always wonder, is, is there something that, that I'm doing wrong? Is there something that Elizabeth has done wrong? That God has not blessed us in this way with a family, with a child of our own. We know that Zechariah was a righteous man. He was a man of faith, a man who trusted God and loved God, who followed God's word. He took seriously God's commands, and he lived that life of faith toward God, of love toward one another. He may not have done it perfectly, but he knew where forgiveness was found. But as he served as a priest, as he served as a mediator for his people, he probably saw a lot of people that weren't like him. A lot of people that did not take their faith seriously, that did not take God's commands seriously. Obviously, those that would come to worship, that would come to make those sacrifices, these were people that knew that they needed God's forgiveness. But there are always those people that that did not come, that did not think that this was important, that did not think that, that this was really something that they needed to do. Maybe not this year, maybe next year we'll go and bring our sacrifices to the Lord. Zechariah knew of the people's shortcomings. He knew of their sin. And as he would make those sacrifices for them, for their behalf, he would speak of their sin. He would help them confess that sin to God so that they would repent, so that they would turn their lives around, turn their hearts around to God. 
But he also knew that the people, they're growing tired. They had been waiting. Waiting like Zechariah and Elizabeth were waiting for a child of their own. But the people of Israel, like Zechariah and Elizabeth, were also waiting for God to fulfill his promises. Long, long ago, almost a thousand years before, God had promised to David, one day, David, your son will rule on your throne forever. This was the promise. This was the promise that was first made to Abraham. Abraham, from your family, you will be a blessing to all of the people. They were waiting and waiting. And with David, they they knew that this Savior would be a king, that he would be powerful, that he would rule, that he would save his people. But they were waiting, and they were starting to grow tired, starting to grow impatient, starting to wonder if God was really going to do what he said he would do, or if he had given up on his people. And as Zechariah was serving as priest, it became his time to serve in the temple and to serve in a very special way. See, as the priests had their duties, not all of them were doing the same thing. Some of them had very special duties. Some of them had more common duties. One of the very special duties was to be able to offer incense before the altar of the Lord and prayers on behalf of the whole people. And on this particular day, Zechariah was chosen for this great honor. And as Zechariah comes into the Lord's presence, this is a very scary thing. For God is holy, and Zechariah knows he might be a man of faith, but he's not perfect. And he comes on behalf of a people who are by no means holy. They are a sinful people, an impatient people. And Zechariah goes in. He's ready. Lights his incense. And he's offering the prayers for his people. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord, Gabriel, shows up. This is it, Zechariah might think. This is how the Lord takes me. Well, at least I'm doing his work. But God did not want to take Zechariah. God sent Gabriel there for a message, a message to Zechariah to bring to his wife Elizabeth, but not just for them. This was going to be a message for all of Israel. For two, Zechariah and Elizabeth would be born a son, John. But John, as important as he was going to be, he was not going to be the Messiah. He would be that prophet, that Elijah, who prepared the hearts of the people for the Messiah. In other words, the Messiah was coming. In Zechariah's own lifetime, God was going to fulfill those promises that he made of old. And Zechariah was a part of the story because his son John would be that one. But it was too good, too good to be true. That God would do this for his people, that people who had lost hope, who had lost patience in God, that God would use him 
At his age, he couldn't believe it. And so Gabriel said, God's still going to do what he promised to do, but you will not be able to speak until this child is born. And so Zechariah leaves his service of lighting that incense and saying those prayers and joins the rest of the company of the priests, and he's silent. He's mute. He can't say anything. He can only draw pictures or make signs to them. Nobody can really understand what's going on. But John would remain silent. He would remain silent for nine months. And as hard as it was for the kids to imagine going a day without speaking, especially when you have such great news, John couldn't speak for nine months. Although his mouth was closed, his heart was wide open. He was thinking and praying in his head all about all that God had promised, all that God was doing, until that day came when finally he could open up his mouth. Finally the words could come. And boy did they come. We sang the song of Zechariah earlier in our service, and you heard the words of that song spoken in the gospel reading today. Zechariah praises God. He gives thanks to God because he has kept all of his promises. That covenant from long ago, from the time of Abraham, from the time of David, it was now being fulfilled. And that meant great things for his people, that they were redeemed, that they were saved, saved from the greatest of their enemies. Not just the enemies they thought were their greatest enemies, but the enemies that truly were the greatest. Satan, sin, death, these are the enemies that this Savior would come to conquer. And Zechariah praises God, thanks him that all of these things are being fulfilled in his time. That this isn't just a message for him and Elizabeth anymore. This is a message for all of God's people, but not just all of God's people, the people of Israel, but for all nations, for all peoples. That this child, this son of David, would be the king who would rule over all people in justice and righteousness. But he also had a message for that young baby. As he holds John, infant John, in his arms, he also speaks those words, John, you don't know what's coming. You don't know what your life is going to be like at this point. But you are going to tell others about Jesus. You are going to prepare the hearts and the minds of these people to receive their Savior. What a gift. What a privilege, John, for you to have this role in God's kingdom. But it wasn't just John's role. It was also Zachariah's role. It was Elizabeth's role. It was the priest's role. It was the Israelites' role. It is our role as well. 
For we have received the hope that was promised of old, that Jesus, the Son of God and the Son of David, was born 2,000 years ago. And he is that eternal king who rules on his throne forever, not just for us and for our benefit, but for all people, that our sins would be forgiven, that we would be joined to him forever. That our enemies, not the enemies that we think are our greatest enemies, but the enemies that truly are our greatest enemies, Satan and sin and death, would all be defeated, not by our hands, but by that Savior, that Jesus. But unlike Zechariah, no angel has closed our lips. And so... May our lips be open. May our tongues be moving. May we join Zechariah in his song because it is our song, because it is the song of the whole world to tell the world this Advent season as we approach Christmas that God has kept his promises, that he has sent Jesus, his Savior, our Savior. And it is in him that we have our hope our joy, and our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts at stpaulslutheran.net and click the Sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.